Let's get healthy. Let's get healthier. We're in the dead of winter when I think a lot of people tend to put on a few pounds. You know, I mean, we, we all have struggles with that. It starts with the holidays and seems to stay on for many of us throughout the time when it's, hey, time to put on some board shorts or, you know, a swimsuit or who knows what. Maybe just time to get out and get healthy. But we're going to talk about a healthy lifestyle on the road today because it's not just about exercise. It's not just about, you know, your diet, it's about a lot of different things. And I think personally that this is a big part of being a traveler. It's hard to travel for any type of business, let alone healthcare staffing. We're going to talk about a healthy lifestyle on the road on today's edition of Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. Welcome to the episode, everybody. I've got to, I don't know why I do the paper shuffle. I've got papers below it. i got to do the newscaster paper shuffle. I don't even know why I'm saying that out loud, but it just seems kind of silly to me. You see people do that your whole life, and now you're doing it too. I just I have this weird thing about having to have everything, and then I hit this all the time. Whatever. Welcome to the episode, everybody. Welcome to the dead of winter, I think, is also a good other uh, description of what we're all going through right now. Man, it's been a crazy, crazy few years in healthcare staffing from, I think, I can say, I can speak from my side of the industry, and it does feel that it's been a crazy part, crazy time for on, on your part as well. If you just go back and look at the last three years, if we go back to, you know, January, I guess, or February of 2020. I mean, we were just starting to learn about, you know, COVID and, and there were people that were jumping on on the road, putting themselves, you know, in harm's way. Thought a lot of PPD stuff and a lot of protocols to make exorbitant amount of money. Uh, that's for sure. But also, you know, to to help. We forget about that stuff so quickly. It, always, it became about the money so fast that if you look back, my hat's off to a lot of people who were jumping through hoops to get to certain parts of the country back three years ago when things were so unknown. And we just, like I said, as a society, this kind of proves my point of why I just, I'm so kind of un, un, I'm disenchanted with our country right now is that but we have we have the attention span of a ferret on a double espresso. I swear, we forget things so quickly, and we quickly forgot how many of you were doing that. Because, like I said, it it, it became about greed. I think inside the industry, outside the industry, it, so quickly, and it really wasn't. I mean, in my opinion, like I've always said before, 
I was so excited to see, for the wrong reasons, let me just qualify this. I was excited to see Travers make crazy money. I didn't like the reason why, because obviously it was a pretty serious situation. We're learning a lot more about things now, three years ago, which is remarkable to me that we didn't know them or that we were acting without knowledge on a lot of things. Um, not surprisingly <laughs> to many of us, but we were. And, you know, but, but it's remarkable that we're learning a lot about that part of the uh, that time frame in our country right now. But it doesn't not take away from the fact that so many travelers originally jumped in to just, yeah, I'm in. This is why you guys do what you do. Many of you who haven't been disenchanted with the industry and gotten, you know, jaded by healthcare in general. And trust me, I know how jading that can be. It can be, I, I'm, it's surprising to me that after 10 years, you're not just done with patient care. You guys really are a, a unique group of people. And I'm not kissing up. <laughs> I do that enough on here. I'm just being blunt. I mean, so many of us on our side of the industry or everywhere else that's outside of our industry, let's put it that way, most people in our country don't, aren't made of that cloth, don't understand what it's like to say, I want to do this to help people. And when you do find something or you find a calling that you think can help people, and I, I believe I have one now, it's, it is, it's a different kind of thing. And you guys have had that probably your whole life. I haven't had that my whole life. I'm being frank and being blunt. But it is unique and different. I'm trying to help you guys, not only with this podcast, but in other areas of, of my life as well, to be more educated, to make more money, to have the process be easier, and all for a better good for you guys because you've, you've earned it and you deserve it. And it's it's kind of wild to see what's happening. I'm off on a totally different tangent. We're going to talk about lifestyle. But it's it's amazing to me how much has ebbed and flowed over the last three years from shortages to crazy money to we're going to be okay to now there's new stuff coming and we need to throw money out to people getting termed because they were the highest paid and the biggest bill rates and they couldn't figure out why they were getting termed to taxes that people were making that they didn't you know not not keeping in their pocket because they were so surprised at the huge amount of gross weekly that they were making from all companies the amount of money that agencies started to elevate their margins and make more of and again i i know for a fact that it was not a sliding scale as more bill rates got bigger agency greed crept in and, and started taking more of that pie and justifying it by taxes or who knows what they were justifying it by but it's been a wild three years we're really close to um i'm excited about going back for those of you guys who know this I'm, I'm excited about going back and listening to what i was thinking three years ago it, it's not quite there it's sometime i believe in march so very soon, we're going to be recording episodes and carving out some time to talk about the state of the industry three years ago. Now, you may say, what's the value to that? Well, the value for me is, and I hopefully for you, <laughs> two things. I want to start telling a story because I'll be blunt. And I'll, again, you don't want to be totally transparent on everything. I, I, I understand it does help with podcast retention. I mean, if it's one thing if you're interested in a healthy lifestyle on the road, for example. That's great. You're going to tune in. But I want people to tune into all the episodes. I want people to listen to everything we have to say because I do think it's going to help the industry. And I do believe that my goal for talking about how it is that I created a company and we, we from the ground up and what we were thinking and, and all the different highs and lows 
there's been a lot of frustrations, a lot of victories, and I'm, I'm excited to share those with you guys because I think it does, I guess, break down a little bit of that barrier that it feels that we have between an agency and a traveler. I do think it's helpful for you guys to every once in a while put yourself in an agency's shoes to see what it is that we're doing. And I, and I do understand that most of the time what we're doing is trying to make as much money off of the traveler as we possibly can get away with. I've documented that a lot here. But I think there's a change coming. And I really believe that if agencies can get back to what we started off, and that was to be a facilitator of a contract job and get away from how much money agencies have started to pull from the pie, I think it can be very revolutionary and we can disrupt this industry and change it back to where it was going. I mean, we had a good kind of catalyst with the, the crisis staffing that we experienced last year. That's where I'm going with all this. And I do believe that if we pay attention and you guys start to say, I am interested in looking at how I can make more money. And I understand that might be a little bit more effort on my part. I may not be able to passively sit back and hope that somebody you know, notifies me about a job. And I understand there's going to be jobs sometimes I don't see what I'm looking for. The rates are going to be low. But if you put that control back in your pocket and in your hands, I think you're going to find that in time, and I'm hoping quickly, more and more companies will jump on and more and more companies will begin to realize they've got to change this age-old dinosaur model that puts so much profit and so much of the pie in the agency's pocket where it's not needed to go there. It should be going in your pocket. So let's get on with the episode because I don't even know where I got off on that. And I've spent you know 10 minutes on this almost so far talking about. But here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about having a healthy lifestyle on the road. It's all part of it. And when I'm saying this, I'm not going to sit here and preach about you know exercise and this sort of thing. We're going to talk about those two, you know, diet and exercise, but there's other things that go along with it. What I'm trying to, I guess, convey in this episode is a healthy lifestyle. Every part of your life coming together and, and improving for an overall synergy, if you will. I love that word that improves you immensely more so than just by improving one or two aspects of your life. That's what happens when you start to get all kinds of good clarity and everything starts coming together. And this is what I'm hoping for, and this is what this episode is really designed for. So I've broken this down into, into a lot of different categories that I consider being healthy, a healthy lifestyle. I am going to start off with diet because I think it is one of the most important aspects. You can talk to anybody who's a a personal trainer. You can talk to somebody who is a nutritionist. Of course, they're going to think that. You can talk to anybody that that is physically fit, that's mentally fit. So much of what we are as people and humans has a lot to do with what we're putting into our bodies and also what we're not putting into our bodies. And I think it's getting more and more difficult as time goes by in our society, in our societies, that it's hard to make those good decisions because it seems like everything's got additives. Everything's you know, the next every day there's something else that is going to cause cancer or is going to be bad for you or give you high cholesterol. So let's start off with with diet because I, I mean I'm telling you, when people say, and I'm I, you guys know I'm a gym rat, so I mean I apologize if I always revert back to that. I mean I'm I'm old, so I'm just trying to hang on, and I'm doing the best I can to try to stay in physical shape. But whenever I I talk to any of my friends and people that I, I've gotten to know at the gym, somebody that's got you know that's ripped. Their first thing that they always say is abs, for example, are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. And I can speak from experience that that's absolutely true. You can do all kinds of sit-ups. You can get in a, on a treadmill. You can do an elliptical machine. You can sit in a sauna. You can dive in a pool. You can ride a bike, run, whatever you're going to put your body through. All that stuff is 
I think potentially has some really good upsides to it, some downsides, but mostly upsides. But if you are going to carry an unhealthy layer of fat, in your, especially in your midsection as we get older, no one's going to see all that, all that work you've been doing. And it really comes down to a number of different things. First and foremost, and that is getting rid of the garbage that you're putting in your body. I know I'm preaching. I know it sounds like, you know, who is this guy to be able to say this stuff? But I'm just I'm just giving you my opinion as, as experience. And for those of you that are younger than me, take it for a grain of salt. I'm older. I've been around the block. If you're older than me, which I doubt there's that many of you out there that are, you guys know I'm speaking of experience. When you stop putting processed foods, I'm talking fast food, I'm talking you know, stuff you gunk, goop, glurp you buy at the grocery store, chips, sodas, all kinds of fatty things that are bad for you, all carbs, cookies, crackers, candy, you're going to instantly start feeling better. And I'm not, I'm not talking months. I'm talking weeks. Some people have told me that, that when they cut out sugar, for example, or they cut out potato chips or carbs, and they started you know, focusing on their body, they felt good even in days. You just will. Um, I, I don't care if we're talking about, you know, your your gastrointestinal aspect, and we're going to leave it at that, and not get too detailed, or just your overall how good you feel. I mean, if you're carrying 10, 15, or more pounds around you, on you, you're just not going to feel nearly as good as if you have that up. We all know that, and everyone understands that. I think where we struggle as society is sticking with something, and what I will tell you is get a scale. There's a lot of people that are much smarter than I am on this aspect that say don't get a scale. But for me, I have found that if I weigh myself regularly, yes, there are ups and downs based upon you know how much you're carrying around with you, your water weight. But if you're seeing incremental decreases in your weight, and get one of those scales that measures body fat too. To me, I find that very rewarding. And it's unique, and, and you can see it's instant. If I have a bad day where I'm not eating healthy, I instantly see it on a scale between weight and between body fat. It's like that. Now, maybe I'm unique. I don't know. It does take longer, it seems, for me to see weight decrease when I'm eating healthy, but it does come off. It may only be a few tenths of a pound, but over time, I'm going, well, that was just two pounds, and I'm, I'm just eating fine. So, Diet's important, and as a traveler, listen, like I said, I used to, I always do this travel for a living for many years when I first got into this industry, which means that I wasn't a traveling healthcare professional, but I literally was living in hotels and airports all over the country for a number of years, a couple of years. Between the strikes and stuff I did out in New York City and, and living there, I mean, like I said, I, I told you guys, I lived in Times Square for almost a year. I lived up in, in close to, you know, was it not Huntington? I was at Huntington. It's Huntington was out in Long Island, up by Nyack for nine months. Went to the city all the time. I lived out in Long Island in Plainview and, and Huntington area, and up by, uh, you know, I was up I was up near where the Amityville area is, and all that kind of fun stuff. I know how hard it is to not go out or not to go into the cafeteria or or stop by somewhere to get some quick, fast nutrition, if you want to call it that. It's hard. It's tempting. It takes effort. But here's what I'm going to recommend. The first thing I will tell you guys is if you go back to our episode we talked about creating a business model, one of the first things I said was you've got to cut expenses down. Going out to eat does so many bad things for you, and one of them is it hurts your pocketbook a lot, especially right now. We are dealing with high food costs in our country, and I don't see, and maybe we're wrong, but there doesn't seem to be any decrease in that. 
every time I turn around, literally just going to the grocery store, let alone going out to eat, is becoming insanely expensive. I'll use this as an example. Whenever I eat Mexican food, and I like Mexican food, it's not always it's not my big big thing. But typically, going to a Mexican restaurant is not one of the most expensive cuisines you can choose. Sushi can be certainly a steakhouse, that sort of thing. But when you go out for Mexican cuisine, it's typically not going to break the bank. This last summer, when I was in California, I realized I was going from Colorado to California. But our economies are relatively similar. Denver's a very big, booming area right now, which means it's very expensive to live here. That will change. California always is an expensive place to live. So, taking that in consideration, going out to dinner at a Mexican restaurant in California this summer, I watched it ratchet up to being where it used to be. Okay, that was that was you know you get the check and you're like okay that was that was perfect. You know, especially if you're not drinking margaritas, just having some food. All right, no worries. Well, let me tell you something. This past summer, it was noticeably higher. Every restaurant is raising their 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 price of their food because whether it's their location, their rents are going up, or the actual cost of their food is increasing. We, the consumer, are getting that passed on to us. So what I'm getting at is it's incredibly expensive to go out, and it's really unhealthy. If you could learn how to do a couple of things, and that would be to food prep. Here's a trick I do. Listen, I love steaks. I love fillets, and they're ridiculously expensive right now. So I go to a club shopping. I'm trying to give anybody plugs, but I don't care. Costco, Sam's Club, whatever you want to call it. I buy buy a huge tenderloin, and I cut it up into individual fillets. And I make them pretty small because lots of times I'm taking those, I'm making fajitas out of it, I'm doing some sort of a stir fry, and lots of times I'm having a steak. But I also know I don't need to have you know a huge fillet. I can deal with something else, especially if I fill the rest of my body with some good healthy vegetables or a healthy salad, not an unhealthy salad. And I can get by with that. A steak and a fistful of green beans, done right, steamed, Forget it. I'm full and I don't need to eat. I didn't need to do it by having a huge steak. So what I'm getting at is that little tricks like that, going to a a bigger wholesale buying shopping area, buying free-range chicken in bulk, buying your seafood in bulk. What I do is I just go with whatever's cheapest. You know, I, I go to the seafood section. If I see scallops and they're cheap, boom, I'm buying a couple things. If I see some calamari steaks or if I see shrimp, if it's something's expensive, I pass. I don't go buy it. If I go to my fillet section, it's like, oh, that would just jumped up a notch. Now I'm going to skip it, see if it comes back down or is reasonable or something that's on sale. A deal. Same thing can apply to a grocery store if you're not lucky enough to be on an assignment where you're at one of those places or one of those places that you belong to, and I would recommend joining one of those if I'm going to be a traveler. You can stock your freezer for literally 13 weeks if you plan accordingly. Don't overstock it because you'll waste food and waste whatever. And you can have that stuff ready. You can prepare it. You can take chicken breast. You can take, you know, fajitas if you want to make those. And by the way, fajitas with a filet, forget about it. It's terrific. And it's, it's not that expensive if you do it the way I said. You can take those to work with you. It keeps you from having to go down and spending money in a cafeteria or grabbing something on the way to or from your your day at, at the facility. It's going to save you a ton of money. And I've also told a lot of you guys that what I think in the wintertime here, if you've chased some dollars and if you're up in the northern part of the country and it's cold out, Man, putting a little crock pot, even some of those single serving crock pots, which are dirt cheap, in your place, make sure it's safe, it's good. You, the recipes you can find online through apps is incredible. You can throw things in early in the morning, get up, get your stuff ready, throw some things in, and have a, a nice, healthy break during your break. Come home, you got a fully cooked meal, perfectly ready for you, and healthy. <laughs> 
when you get home. If you just take some time, this is going to do a lot for you. And mostly what you're going to notice is you're going to notice it's going to absolutely help that middle section of your body and all overall weight loss is going to start coming off. You don't need to fill up with crappy stuff. It does take some adjustment. Those cravings, the things that you're looking for, I've been through them. And I'm telling you, please believe me. If you can make it through, drink water. Drink if it's nighttime, you're trying to go to bed. You know, drink water. Don't drink some tea, but drink some green tea if it's a daytime and you find yourself hungry. You don't really know. We confuse thirst sometimes for hunger a lot in our bodies, and you don't need to go running to the pantry or running into your goodie bag and grabbing garbage. It's hard, I know, but if you can get through it for about 21 days, about three weeks, you're going to be on autopilot. Especially those of you that, like me, wanted to get rid of and completely cut out sugar. It's hard. You can do it. If you've got whatever your thing is, if it's ice cream, potato chips, sweets, you can do this and it will pay off. You will just be healthier. Whatever time we have left on the planet, diet, diet, diet. I know I'm going over on this one because I think of all the, the lifestyle tips I want to give you guys. And again, don't just take my word for it. Jump online. Start looking at YouTube. Look at men and women that that are healthy, that have low cholesterol, that have low body fat, that are, are comfortable, have good heart condition, and look at what they're doing. A lot of it comes from what you are eating and also what you're not eating. It's just the biggest part of the healthy lifestyle. You can skip everything else I'm going to talk about. Do that one. Try that for three months. Put a little thing in your phone, on your app in your phone to go back and listen to the rest of the episode if you want to in three months. But do that. Do that one thing. And then comment below. Tell me if you instantly aren't feeling better. And I'm not a nutritionist. This is my opinion. But I'm telling you guys, start thinking about what you put in your body and you will absolutely reward yourself and it will pay off immensely. I know I'm, I know I'm going overboard on this one, like I said. But I'm doing it because, like I said, you can do curls and run and jog and do all the things you're doing, and it's good for your heart. But I think, I believe, in my opinion, changing your diet immensely is going to be the biggest change you're going to feel and see about having healthy, with regard to being healthier and having that lifestyle on the road. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about. One of my other favorite things, and that's why I put it second, is exercise. Um, listen, as as we as we learn in our society, it's pretty obvious that we can't go through life being healthy and excuse me, being healthy and and getting healthier without some form of exercise. Yes, I believe what you put in your body can you can get by absolutely, and it's the biggest marker is what your how your diet is and what you're eating. Absolutely, you can be thinner. You can be healthy, but if you add some exercise in, depending on your level of interest, right? You can go nuts on this stuff, and I always see people that start off small, and next thing you know, they're they're just like going crazy, which I think is awesome. But getting some kind of exercise while on the road, while you're on the road, I think is immensely important. I don't literally care if you are going before you we go down and you're on your break. I know you might only get a half an hour, and doing a couple laps either around outside of the facility or maybe somewhere inside if it's cold out and then quick quickly eating your, your 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 lunch your dinner and then heading back up to the floor awesome that's all you can do it'll be better if you on your days off say i'm going to go walk a mile or i'm going to get on a bike 
man, if you guys aren't taking bikes, I, I rediscovered bikes this summer, and I they're I mean I should say I rediscovered them. I re challenged myself to get involved in bicycling again this summer, and I love it. I mean it's it's. It's it's so much fun. First of all, you get so far and you can see so many things without having with, with the same kind of energy it would take to walk a mile and only see a mile. You can see twenty, ten there, ten back. It's relatively simple. It's relatively good for you. Gets you outside, man. If invest in a bike, get invest in a bike rack for your car or your SUV that you're driving. Consider obviously <laughs> what time of year and where you're going. But you know, and and get uh, there. There's there. It's great exercise, and I think it's fun. I don't know what was wrong with me that I didn't get into bicycling. I got out of bicycling for a long time. I used to have a crazy Campanola, full campy, you know, street racing bike when I was in college, and I just stopped because it got too expensive. I used to love that, and I'm enjoying it. And I tell you, it takes some getting used to again. Um, but it's a, it's again biking, walking, running. Eh, you know, jury's out on that. I personally can't run. I blew out two knees, and um, so when I when I run, it's difficult. That's just me. I think running is hard on your body, but if you if you have a body that can do it, and you love that, I, have, I know a lot of people that get that runner's high. Knock yourself out, do it. I just personally think there's better ways that are less strenuous on your body, like bicycling, certainly swimming, that will do the same thing with less, you know, pounding on you. That being said, I jump around and do cardiovascular and do plyometrics and do things where I'm jumping a lot. But it's not very long. It's not a consistent, you know, five, ten miles of pound, pound, pound on my knees, on my hips, and and all over. I mean, you, you, when you're running, you feel that everywhere. And I think that, I mean, again, opinion, I think it can be tough on you. I think there's better ways to get cardiovascular mobility and activity than running. I think it's one of the tougher ways to get it. So, like I say, that being said, there are so many ways that you can get exercise. And depending upon your level of desire, we talked about some very easy kind of uh, lower, uh, what's what I'm looking for, lower physicality, less strenuous type things. First and foremost, I think one of the best things you can do if, if you want to get into a gym is you can actually join gym memberships now that are pretty common in, in a lot of major cities. Do some research. You know, I'm not going to give anybody plugs. They're all over the place. The great things about these memberships is that they're transferable. You can go, and some of them you have to get the higher level so you can transfer it. But if you know where you're going to go, and you are, let's say you are, in fact, a, a bigger city um, traveler, you don't like the small towns, this is a good avenue for you. You can actually join a gym and you can, you know, go from one place to the other and continue to, to work out in that gym. Now, here's the other thing I'll tell you. Most gyms nowadays, you know, it used to be all scary back in the 90s. Oh, you join a gym, you're paying for that membership for 20 years, you forget about it, and you've got this huge membership, this huge contractual commitment. For those of you that don't know, not so much anymore. Nowadays, most gyms are letting people join by the month. You can cancel at any time. There's For, for many of them, it's a really easy way for, you to, for them to get membership without locking in a commitment. They've learned that commitments scare people away. So you could join a gym for three months. You go on your first day, you go before you get there, and you join that gym, and you've got, now, you know, and I always feel like you've paid the 30 bucks, whatever it is a month, about a buck a day. So I better go, otherwise I'm going to, you know, so I can get my money's worth. I don't want to waste my money and not go to that gym today. There's a social aspect of the gym. It's a great place to, to talk to people, meet people, get some physical advice as to what, you know, you can, even if you're not into talking, I'm a headphone guy, I don't ever talk to anybody in the gym. 
But you can see what people are doing around you, and you can go, oh, now I understand why he or she, you know, has that. It, it looks good there because I, that's a good exercise. I'll try that. You can mix it up. You can you, know, you get bored and getting routines because you're know, like, oh, I'll try something different. I've got a lot of things that I have to do differently because I've got a bad shoulder. I'm getting older. You got to be careful of your joints. So I'm always looking for new ways to exercise certain muscle groups that may be less strenuous on joints. So, I mean, for me, it's that's great. You know, lighter weight and more and more repetition or just something that doesn't quite... If I do something that tweaks, I'm like, nope, that's got to be cut out. And, uh, you know, like, for example, I don't do... Um, well, you guys, I'll, I think I should have shared with you that I had uh, hernia surgery. Well, I didn't share that it was hernia surgery. I had hernia surgery about a year, a little over a year ago. It was bad. I was doing uh, deadlifts with just some pretty good-sized dumbbells, and my daughter was with me, and I'm like, oh, man, it's kind of hurting. It felt like a burning. And I'm like, oh, I'll just work through it. Bad idea. Next thing I know, I'm ripping it worse because I did two more sets of it. And I was in California. I had to wait till I got back to Colorado, so I had surgery like two months later. Couldn't work out. It took me a while to once I got the surgery, and it was rough. So I don't do deadlifts anymore with anything. I have other ways to work out my lower back typically, whether I'm doing Supermans or I'm doing something with you know that's on the ground and is is more not as strenuous. I'll put it that way. So deadlifts are out for me. I mean, I had it. I've got one side repaired permanently. I don't want to do anything on the other side. It probably will never happen again. But that is a good example of how I'm not doing that anymore. It doesn't. I don't need to. There's other things I can do. So again, I'm off topic. Gym memberships. Listen, you guys all know, obviously, I'm a big fan of apps. <laughs> so while you're downloading the Next Gen MedStaff travel healthcare app, you can also look around, poke around, see, you know, again, what you're looking for. Are you looking for a yoga app? Are you looking for just a simple stretching app? Are you looking for a cardiovascular app? Are you looking for an overall body exercise app? There is literally paid and free, an app for every body type out there, every age group, every level of activity that you can download. Check the reviews out. Make sure that it's a good app. See what the cost is, if the cost, and play around with it. You could literally do exercises at home through an app. And I do some, by the way, cardiovascular-wise. I do them for yoga. I do them for stretching. I have three different apps that I use literally every week when I don't go to the gym, when I'm working out at home, because there's certain things I don't like to do at a gym. I don't like to do yoga at a gym. I suck at it. It's I'm not there. I don't like to do a lot of plyometrics and jumping around and silly stuff because I feel silly about it. I don't go to the gym to to do cart to do plyometrics because it's I, I can do that anywhere. So I don't have to get in this cold weather and go. If I live someplace and will live someplace nicer, then I will probably go and and get out of the house and do something that so I don't have to get in the car. So, so I, I do that at home, and stretching. I do stretching every Sunday morning. First thing I do when I wake up is I got about an hour's worth of stretching. I do it on an app because that's important to me. I'm getting older. I've never been very flexible, and I don't want to lose what little flexibility I have, and I like to improve that. It's like anything else you can. So those are things I do strictly through an app. You guys can do those too. You can also join and have streaming apps that allow you to do different different cardiovascular. They're curtailed to men. They're curtailed to women, young, old, different levels of activity. Apps are phenomenal, and you can get one really cheaply. For like 50 cents a day, you could literally get yourself into an amazing shape right in the comfort of your Airbnb or your apartment or your hotel, wherever you're staying, without disturbing a soul right from here. And if you start adding some relatively small weights that you can carry around with you, I think I've documented before, I've got, I've got a lot of these, but they're adjustable dumbbells. 
man, you can do a lot of stuff. If you, you go grab an exercise ball that you can deflate, put in the back of your car, inflate it, you can use that as an incline bench. You can use it as a flat bench if you lay back. Be careful. Maybe too many weights, you're going to tip over and go the other way. But you can use an exercise ball, and, and a set of dumbbells can do just about anything you want to do. You can almost get into amazing shape without anything else. Maybe a pull-up bar would be good. But anyway, we'll go from there. So what I'm getting at is that besides your diet, if you're able to incorporate some modest to extreme exercise, the difference is going to extenuate what you're already doing with your body on from a dietary level. It's going to increase it immensely. I have found that the more results you get, the more into it you get, and the more research you start looking at, and the more things you start and we're talking about from fasting to certain exercise programs, how often to, to, to work out, what type of body to be working out, what type of body type or body part you're working out, how to do it in a, in a good cycle, in a, in a good uh, regime, so to speak, in a, in a regiment. The more you get into this, the more you start looking around for better ideas and different ways to get healthy. And it becomes a little bit cultish. It becomes a little bit of a religion. I do understand that. But you feel good. You know, I have one goal in life, <laughs> really, and that's to stick around and make my kids mad by irritating them as long as I possibly can. So I'm not going anywhere. My father is 90. You wouldn't know it. Uh, he looks like he's about 80. He acts like he's about 80. He's, he's in amazingly good shape, and I'm fortunately, I think I'm lucky that I take after him. I hope I do. I hope I take after him because uh, he's, he's doing great. And he's, he's in great shape. And that's what I want to do. I want to even do better. I want to, I want to do, be as, as good as he is. And he's definitely mentally incredibly solid. You just wouldn't know it. So I'm lucky. If I wasn't lucky, I'd be saying, okay, now I've got some hereditary things that are stacked against me. And I may, I may have those on the other side for sure. So what do I need to do to improve that aspect of my life to get a little bit stronger, a little bit better, so that I, I am around for a while? Because I think that's, like I've said many times on Travel Evolved, I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what kind of car you drive or what kind of house you live in. Or It's all about who loves you, how do you love, and what your health is like. That's really what's going to be important when we are at the twilight of time. So there you go. All right, let me continue on. Let's talk a little bit about what I think is important. We did it an episode or two ago, and this was about mental health. This is part of a healthy lifestyle. It's not just about the way you look and, and your nutrition and your physicality. It's also about your brain. I did a early on, I think a couple of summers ago with my good friend Sandra Rodriguez, just a just a wonderful lady. She and I did the episode Alone But Not Lonely. This is kind of along the thought process that I'm thinking here. It's not just about when I say healthy lifestyle, it's a healthy lifestyle. And let's be frank, your mental health as a traveling healthcare professional is really important. I mean it just is. You're there's so much to this. You're running your own business, I hope. You're considering how that works. You're, you're, you, ha you have a position and a career that is incredibly mentally taxing. You guys got to be on all the time. Because like I've always said, there's lives at stake. Your career's at stake based upon lives at stake. There's so much more stress and anxiety in what you guys do than 99% of every positions out there. I'm sure we could do a list of, of all the high-stress positions out there. You guys would be way up at the top. You know this. So when you're on the road, and whether you're at the facility or at home, 
like I said, you've got to keep your mental health super, super strong. I don't care if you're reading. And by the way, when I say reading, I don't necessarily mean sitting there reading a book. Nowadays, you could be reading on, on, you know, on, on audio, right, through, your, through another, let alone an app. It's weird how apps really do improve our lives so much. <laughs> you're reading that way. You've got classes you could be taking. You can continue education, whether it's healthcare or not. You know, it could be a business uh, course you're taking. You're doing, you know, continue your CEUs, your education, learning a new language. I had a trailer the other day that said what she's doing on her free time when she's at home is she's learning a new language, is why I thought of this, but she's also planning a pretty big trip overseas. She's working her fanny off to make some really good money, and she's working for, for, for my company, which is great. And when she's at a point here this spring, she's taken off for a couple of months. I want to say like three. She's done so well, and she really is one of the one of the many people that follows us really closely. And she's she's very gracious about thanking us for for helping her take her her game to the next level. And I'm I'm always super appreciative. I've got a number of travelers out there right now that that have told me that, and I really love all of you guys. It just makes me smile and makes me want to do these even more. But she's going overseas. She's planning out uh, kind of an Airbnb in three different countries, and she's really enjoying the preparation and the and the I guess the research she's doing on that European trip. So she's, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about the UK. I'm learning a lot about Spain. I think she's learning a lot about France or Italy. I can't remember which one she's going to go to. But for her, she's trying to learn how to speak a couple of different languages. So I know. There's two languages involved, so she doesn't need to do that for the UK. I can't remember exactly where it is, and I apologize. You know what I'm talking about. So, um, but she's researching it. She's learning. She's educating. She's keeping her brain stimulated because she's excited about this trip that she's planned, and she's almost done with the planning. Now it's just she's like, just trying to fine-tune my language. So she's doing that sort of thing. People do a lot of self-help stuff on the road. Again, podcasts like this one audiobooks, that sort of thing. And it's kind of funny. I heard me and comedian the other day talking about self-help. He's like, if it's self-help, but you're going to get a book or get it from somebody else, is it really self-help? And I thought that was kind of interesting because it really is not help. It's help, as he said. I can't remember what comedian it was. It might have been Carlin. I don't remember. But it's true. So improving another aspect of your life, this is all part of your mental health, right? Staying focused, staying sharp. It's so easy, and I've said this, and we all fall guilty of this, including yours truly. If you've had a tough day, it's so easy to veg out in front of a, a hockey game, maybe another app that's not so good for you, you know, whether it's social media or a game. It's easy to do that sort of thing. It's easy to say, man, I need that. I think it's important to take the mental breaks you need, but rather than spending all of your free time just staring at HGTV or, or, like, or like I do, like a hockey game, it'd be nice to say, I got to keep sharp. I want to keep my mental stability going. I got to learn how to be a traveler better and research and talk to my peers. It's important. And that is a really important aspect of a healthy lifestyle. On that note, I want to kind of briefly talk about social growth. Because, you know, again, when I, when I alluded to Sandra's episode, there's a lot of aspects to being a traveler that are social in nature or lack thereof, right? We talked about how to improve yourself even though you're not socially active we also talked about how to be socially active the things to be careful of the ways to you know become engaged with people engaging with people that you work with whether they're travelers or their permanent staff this is all you know making new friends 
again, I've, I've been to conventions where you see travelers that worked alongside of each other 10 years ago, and they still correspond, they still communicate, they still talk to each other, they still get advice from each other. Oftentimes they, they, they meet up and do assignments together, or they vacation when they're not in assignments. This is the kind of thing that what I'm talking about from a social aspect. You can't I mean, depending on who you are, I hope that you're not just going into a hole every night and staying in your place and not getting out there. I hope you're seeing the city in which that you're working in. I hope you're taking full advantage of that. I mentioned going to the gym is social. That's where I get a lot of my social uh, stuff from. And again, I've got headphones in, so it's not talking and communicating, just being around people. For me, that's a social aspect of it. Yeah, I'll go into the sauna sometimes and people start talking, so I, I pause my music and have a good conversation with folks if they seem to want to do that there where you're kind of in there and i'm like i'm talking about infrared sauna we're all fully clothed and that sort of thing it's not one of those kind of weird awkward kind of deals like i do in california but there's there's the social aspects to that sort of thing if you're going out and having you know having some food or having some and don't do it very often i just got to say have some healthy choices just keep your alcohol content as low as you can it'll keep weight off i'm sorry i just will these are all really important aspects. You've got to kind of stay connected. If you are social in nature, don't let that go away. If you're not and you're more of an introvert, fine. Then start focusing more on your mental health. You're not going to miss anything. You don't need the social aspect. But what I'm getting at is if you guys are social in nature, please, please, please keep that lifestyle going when you're traveling. Don't just, you know, I'm just going to go home. It's going to hurt you. You're not going to feel the same as you normally would if you were continuing doing that. Obviously, safety is an issue. I put safety down here because I wanted to talk about it. It's not really part of a healthy lifestyle, except for the fact that you got to be safe, right? So the first thing I will reiterate again on Travel Evolved is, in fact, social media. you got to be careful. There are um, too many people seem like they want to get too personal with you too quick, right? So always be careful. Be careful of mentioning that you're leaving your home, that you're going on the road on your own. Be careful mentioning where you're going. Be careful mentioning if you do something regularly, go to a certain gym every day at a certain time. Be careful with putting that out there in social media. We have to be more careful with what we're telling people because you have to think about why am I telling everybody this? Why am I telling everybody where I'm going every day? Is that important? No. The fact is it probably isn't. You can leave that stuff off. You don't need to necessarily be, you know, saying, hey, I'm off to the gym right now, or I'm going to the gym, or I just went to the gym, and it's this particular place in, in this small city. Mm -mm, bad idea. Be careful of, of filming around landmarks and things. You know, again, I'm, I know I'm being a little weird on this one, but I, I have had travelers tell me the last few years that they can get stalkers and get people that are interested in them. We talked about toxicity and how you guys make a ton of money. You can be a target for people that are saying, hey, I think I'd like to hitch myself with that individual because he or she makes a lot of money right now and it's pretty liquid. And we've seen that. So again, I just I just want to remind you guys, I think social media is very dangerous from a safety standpoint for everybody, male, female, young, old. It is, it's just a danger right now. You just don't know who's going to latch on to you and for what reason. If it's for good reasons, okay, fine, I get it. I know oh, we got we got engaged on this so on this dating app. Okay, great, fine. But for every one of those stories, there's also probably a story about, yeah, but this individual was kind of a little bit, you know, scary to me or I didn't I didn't enjoy, you know, that aspect of it. So just be careful. I guess that's my my long and short of that is be careful. All right, lastly, I want to talk about the financial strength. I think this is part of the lifestyle, and I think it's a healthy lifestyle. 
Having strong financial means is why you're doing this, I would hope, or one of the bigger reasons why you're doing this. So be careful. Make sure that your lifestyle, whatever it is, I mean, again, I'm always going to tell you, try to spend as little as you can. Try to put as much as you weigh, away as you can. You just don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. You don't know how more, much more expensive fillets are going to be tomorrow than they are today or gas prices or what the bill rates and hopefully the pay rates there that are hopefully in congruency with, with the bill rates, what those are going to look like on your next assignment. You just don't know. We don't know. So your financial strength is an important aspect, in my opinion, of, of a healthy lifestyle. That is, make as much money as you can on the assignments that you are interested in. I'll, I will say that. I'm not telling everybody to go out and chase dollars. You guys know I love that travel because I think they're the easiest to work for because it's all about the money and it's, it makes the rest of the equation as an agency simpler. But our job isn't to necessarily make our job simpler. <laughs> it's supposed to be to make your job simpler. So what I would tell you is of the places that you want to go, have the highest paid company represent you or find the ones that, okay, I want to go these five places, but three of them, I can't make the kind of money I need to. So I'm going to eliminate them. And I'm going to go look at these other two. And then I'm going to try to figure out how I can make the most money with these other two. Who's going to pay me the most? Who's going to pay me properly for, for anything that's over 36 hours and give me all of my income taxable? Who's going to take that figure and multiply it by time and a half so it's really being done properly? And I'm getting the most out of what I'm supposed to be getting on these 468 or 520 hours I'm working over 13 weeks. I'm going to choose that company that's going to give me the best option for the places in which I want to go. That's what I'm getting at. When I say financial strength, you are going to want to eliminate some things. Look at how much the cost of living is in that town and eliminate those. Just because they're paying a couple hundred bucks higher, if you're if you know per week, if you're spending a couple of hundred bucks higher per week on your apartment, you just walked away from what you thought was the better position. It wasn't better after all. It might be worse. Really think about where you're going and and how to make the most out of the financial aspects of the assignment, and be willing to say. I got to cut this one out because it's not going to make me enough money before you apply to that position. You should have that kind of knowledge, and I hope that we're giving that to you here. Research, research, research. Use an app, whether it's ours or use your recruiter if, when they finally get to you and say, all right, here's how much this job is grossing. Let me do some quick research. Let me see what I'm going to be looking at cost of living wise. How much is tax free? What is that going to mean for me? Yeah, this one's a good one. I think I'm going to go ahead and have somebody submit me to this position and or it's not. Or I'm going to find the best company for the positions that I put on my short list. So it, it's all part of it. A healthy lifestyle. It's not just about walking into the gym and being a gym rat. It's not just about starving yourself. It's about everything, <laughs> including starving yourself and walking into the gym. I'm just kidding. It's, it really is. You guys have an opportunity, like I've always said, to go one way or potentially the other on how healthy you're going to be on the road. And by the way, I've seen... In most instances, a lot of both of those sets of examples. I've seen travelers just go, you know what, I'm on the road, I'm taking full advantage of the opportunity for me to save money, eat healthy, get in shape, spend some time on my own mental health, get to know some friends and really enjoy the country and seeing things. And I've seen travelers kind of do the opposite where they're like, I don't really do anything. I just go to work, I'm making as much money as I can, but for me that means I, I'm going to go and, and grab the fastest thing I can. I'm going to decompress when I'm not at work and just, you know, veg. You have a choice. And I think that right now, if you've been thinking about maybe becoming healthier and, and getting a healthier lifestyle, 
this is your calling sign. This is your this is your call right now. This episode was the reason I did it. Is is hey, maybe I need to start thinking about this and go out and and start with the diet. I'm just telling you, start with the diet. Change your diet. Cut out one thing, one vice that you have. Cut it out, and then go to the next one. You're gonna feel better. You're gonna make more money. You're gonna be happier. You're gonna be sharper. All the things we talked about on today's episode. Guys, I appreciate you immensely. Like you have no idea. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for your subscriptions and your viewership. Thank you for sharing these. Thank you for telling your friends about this. You all are telling me you're doing all those things. And I appreciate it. So it's all the team here at Next Gen Med Staff and at Travel Evolved. Guys, we appreciate you. We'll catch you next time on Travel Evolved.